You're just in time for Just In Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reedman, back again for episode two on podcast platform of your choice. I'm joined by Isaac Harris as my guest this week. Isaac, I'm excited to have you on, and how are you doing? I'm doing good, Justin. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be on. I'm doing good myself. Um, busy week, but excited to take a break and um, talk some sports. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> so what a what a what a week it's been already and one of the biggest names at college basketball announced his retirement this week Mike Krzyzewski of Duke all Carolina fan biases aside I didn't see this coming and wow just shocking what do you think of this um coach K retiring I got mixed I got a bag mixed emotions so I'm not a Duke fan nor Carolina fan (laughs) um but i I didn't think it was coming right now because he had a really good class coming in. So I knew it was, it was looming. I had a feeling it was looming, but the only reason why I didn't feel like it was looming because right now I didn't think Duke had a strong enough successor based off all the former Duke players that are head coaches right now. They didn't have a strong enough successor to take over the Duke program. Yeah. you, You hit it right there. Um, because I know I read that he wanted to coach one more year. He claims he doesn't want the goodbye tour, which I don't. I don't really believe. I, he definitely wants the goodbye tour. Come on, he's Coach K. He has over a thousand wins. Um, but John Shire is the next in line, and I was really surprised to see that. But we talked before the show, prepping that Jeff Capel was probably gonna be a second in line, but he he hasn't really been able to succeed while being the head coach at Pitt he had Justin Champagny but they weren't able to do much with it this past year this college basketball season yeah no I mean um right now I mean Jeff Capel his Jeff Capel technically should have was the one that guy was in secession line was in line of secession for the job everyone kind of predicted until he took the Pitt job which was a job he couldn't refuse um, Pittsburgh has a huge basketball history and I, I was excited for it because maybe he might've revitalized a little, you know, energy back into the life of, of a Pittsburgh basketball program that has not seen a lot of life since they joined the ACC. But I mean, since his, um, time at Pitt, um, since his time at Pitt, I mean, his, the record's not exactly, um, been too great. His overall record as a coach is like 215 wins and 158. He's so he's above 500 coach, but, um, you know, he just hasn't – He based off the coaching record and based off his record at Pitt, he hasn't done well in the ACC as a, as a first-time head coach as in the ACC. So a lot of boosters would be upset with that despite knowing, like, oh, he's a Duke, he's a former Duke player. Uh, he comes from a very great coaching pedigree, not only being part of Coach K's staff, his dad being a legendary head coach at ODU. Um, and, you know, he has a numerous rec- track record of lottery picks. He has two number one picks, Blake Griffin and Zion Williamson. So it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that John Shire got it, but I do understand where some people are like, oh, I was supposed to be Jeff Capel, but fortunately his record at Pittsburgh does not show that he's ready to take over Duke yet, which is sad. And when you were just talking, I just thought of something. He took over when Coach K had to go out with his back, um, having pains with his back, having trouble with that. And I'm thinking – Duke has the better recruits than Pitt. 
So he had the better team to coach compared to Pitt where he couldn't get those five-star top recruits in compared to Duke. So I was just saying two different kind of rosters. Duke is at the top almost every year, minus this year of the ACC. Pitt, Pitt is either at the bottom where they try to get to the middle. They, I, I don't think he's made the NCAA tournament since going there. Um, no, he's not. Right? Yeah. So I, I look at the roster size. John Shire, I was just surprised to see it. I didn't know he was their lead recruiter. He must have – did he get that job of Capel left? Yes. I mean, I, I remember him from the 2010 championship team. Um, I, I was just surprised to see that name. I wonder if they're going to look at some people who might be in the broadcast booth for a possible candidate or assistant, um, like a Grant Hill, um, no. Jay Billis, or Jay Williams. No, and I don't think Grant Hill legally can't become the head coach, and nor I don't think he wants to. Uh, he's a part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. That'll be a uh, Tampa. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, and Jay Billis is making too much money on TV. It's less stress, less stress job. A lot of the guys in the booth right now um, would be a no. The only person I can think of, if, but I highly doubt they would, because he's been out of basketball for a little bit, Danny Ferry, because he was a former uh, exec. He was a former coach in the, in the NBA. May, and the only other person I can think of is um, Nate Johnson, who just left for Austin P and Austin Pay. Um, if if he does well, Austin P wins the OVC a couple times and has a couple strong NCAA tournament appearances. Heck yeah, um, he should be he should be in charge. He should be in charge if John Shire does not work out. But I'm not hoping that John Shire doesn't work out. I think John Shire was a great hire because he's a former Duke player. He's someone that can bring in that tradition and then plus he already knows the players already as it is he knows who's in the roster he knows who's incoming he knows who they're trying to go after the next couple of years so it's just an easier transition instead of bringing an outside coach who hasn't been part of duke's program in such time it's just an easier transition that way so it's like give it to john shire for five years and see what he can do i mean also jay billis i, I remember he he started out as an assistant coach with k before he went to tv and I mean, he he's doing those. He does the, the 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 Sonic blockbusters every Saturday night, the biggest games on TV. He took over Dickie V calling the Carolina Duke games. That's a very big deal right there. Um, he's he's in a great position at ESPN, and I mean, yes, the Duke job is going to be probably one of the best. Obviously, yeah, the, the one of the top head coaching vacancies in the country, but. Like you said, a lot of them are just in good positions where they are. Right. And I mean, for example, we can we can talk about this like with local, um, like like locally, like Duke Duke, there's programs that um in all in all in all levels that like you know, you want the right person to take over. Like for instance, uh DeMatha. DeMatha, Mike Jones just left for Virginia, Virginia Tech as associate coach. When you want someone in that program, you want when you want to replace that coach you don't want to put just another guy who has a good record you want to put a guy you want to put a coach that understands the history of this program understands what were the programs trying to were the programs always trying to project and the goals of this program every year and year out and understands the culture of the program so like they hired patrick strickland who's a former college coach and a former domestic grad Dematha was short on who they wanted to bring back as a former player because a lot of their former players are coaching in college or they're too young with inexperience to take over that job. 
Duke's yeah. the same way. A lot of guys are in great positions where they are, or a lot of guys aren't ready to take over, you know, that program. So it's going to be interesting, but I mean, who would have thought the same year we'd see Roy Williams retire and then coach K announces decision retiring after this upcoming season, just like, crazy. Yeah. I, 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 w- I wasn't expecting it. Roy, Roy shocked me more than, than uh, coach K to be honest. Roy shocked me more because um, he's someone that, He's gonna. He seems like he. I mean, Coach K did adapt too, but Roy's adapted very well, and I think Roy's just got. Roy. Roy was looking like he was having so much fun with with the new generation and stuff, and so was Coach K. But like Roy, Roy, Roy was like seemed like on the outside he was like enjoy, really, really enjoying himself, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think he wants to let it go just yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my my kind of theory behind why I think Roy. I, I was so surprised but when when Roy uh called it I I mean I wasn't I forgot what I was doing I I didn't have my tv on my sister had ESPN on somewhere and she said Roy Williams is retiring and my house we're like what like it was just we were just all dead silence after but I think it's because of the new um with the players getting able to build their brand and get paid I, I don't see him. He, he said in the press conference that he didn't think he was able to coach him well, or he didn't coach him to his best of his ability, but I, I, it, that's something that Carolina, you, you see that with Dean Smith in the past, Dean Smith, you know, his mentor says that all the time. He, they always think they could do better. There's always stuff to improve on, but I don't see Roy as a guy who can go to a player's house. I think that's the real reason. Go to a recruit's house and say, Hey, I want to, you know, build, I can help you build your brand. I think that's the real reason behind it possibly. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I, I can see that too with Roy. Um, Roy's an interesting kid. Roy's interesting. Cause I just feel like, I mean, I heard rumors on the rumor, but I don't try to trust blogs too much. That is partly because of the whole uh, transfer portal rule. Same with coach K. They said that too. That was part of it. Um, you know, it was part of the transfer portal issues and, you know, people jumping here and there. And I have my own thoughts and theories on that, but like, and he was having issues with one of his players, one of his five-star recruits who didn't like the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but, but I, I felt like that's on that recruit because he didn't know, I guess he didn't really realize or think about like saying, Oh, when you go to North Carolina, Roy is one of those coach. There's coaches like Roy. You have a system. Yeah, he doesn't cater to five star. You have a, that, that's what I like about that. That's what I liked about Roy, and that's why I, I'm going to be honest here. That's what I like before he adapted to the one and done era. I like not always getting all the five star guys. I like getting the four star guys. Like when we won the championship with Joel Berry and Theo Pinson and Justin Jackson, you got to know those guys. I mean, I, I know Marcus Page and Bryce Johnson came up short. You got to know those guys. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, but my thing is with you know, with Roy. Roy retired because you know, he just felt like he wasn't the right voice for a new generation. I mean, the only thing Coach K could really do right now to solidify a Hall of already Hall of Fame career, he's already in, from what I understand. Yeah, and and what win six? He just wants one more national title. That's the that's the only thing. <laughs> that's the only thing I feel like win six. 
he already has over a thousand wins. I mean, and at some point, you know, at some point you got to walk away. So um, it's going to be interesting. A lot of the heavy hitters, a lot of the winningest coaches in college basketball are walking away from their programs and uh, we'll see how that journey goes. It, it definitely will be interesting. Um, just Lon Kruger, Oklahoma, another one. He shocked me. He shocked me, but it, he shocked me, but he didn't shock me. Um, I, I mean, I guess he didn't want to coach against his son at some point. <laughs> he feels like it's time to watch it cheer on his son, and I don't blame him. Living in Vegas is fun, <laughs> so I don't blame I don't blame Long Cougar for that. But he shocked me too that he's retiring. I'm shocked about who they hired. Um, Porter Moser, uh, coach uh, Coach Moser from Loyola Chicago. Um, shocked that was about interesting. That. Yeah, but it was a it was an offer that you couldn't refuse. I mean, if you've seen Oklahoma's yeah. facilities, it's just like, hey, because I really thought Porter was not going to leave just yet, and if he did leave, he would wait for DePaul, or wait for you know, either wait for DePaul or wait for a, a Big Ten job to open up. But Porter, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma money is Oklahoma money, so I, I feel like you know that's what I was hoping. I feel like he, I felt like he was gonna, I thought he was gonna wait for DePaul or. Marquette to see what happens, but Shaka made more sense to Marquette than Porter. So, and, and, the, and the whole thing with Shaka, um, the, the Texas situation, he had to get out of that. That was just getting bad. I just, I, yeah, no, he was gonna get fired. He was gonna be the first coach to win the Big 12 tournament and then get fired right afterward. I felt, I felt so bad during there. You just, I just remember that VCU team going to the final four. Yeah. And Shaka, Shaka took the Shaka took its team to the peak. That's that's all I can. He took it. He took Texas to its peak because he lost a lot of players to the draft, and he lost a lot of you know. He's he took it to its peak is to win a Big Twelve title, and that's it. And Texas needs to the University of Texas needs to understand that they're not that elite athletic program anymore. Yes, you have Kevin Durant. Yes, you have Tristan Thompson. Yes, you have DJ Augustine and PJ Tucker. And I can name a bunch of other people that came out of University of Texas. But what showed me Texas, what University of Texas athletic department's true colors is when they fired, is when they fired um, Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, who was their winningest coach in the last in this in the last fifteen years, and then they fired, and football wise, and then they fired um, Charlie Strong. Yeah, even though he wasn't doing too good, Charlie Strong and I think Charlie Strong needed a couple better, couple more going in, and and they hired a uh, Tom, what's Tom his name? Herman, Tom Herman, yeah, Tom Herman, and they thought it was a good fit, and he ended up not doing anything either. No, and now fired. they hired Steve Sharkeesian, and I'm like, he's going to get, I'm like, he's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I knowing him, he's going to get fired. Like, I don't care what, and I, I don't want to wish, I don't want to wish that upon anybody as a head coach. It's a blessing to coach any sport, but like Texas, Texas needs to realize they're not the epitome of athletics anymore. There's other schools that could give you better, uh, that to give better opportunities. So that's where, uh, that's where I come in with that. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Shaka was going to leave and Shaka made the right choice. He wanted to go home. He's from Milwaukee. He grew up watching Marquette. This is this made more sense for them to hire that. And I think he'll be more successful I think Shaka will be more successful there and then retire at Marquette than leave for another big job. He's already made his money at Texas. Um, he Marquette is now like, all right, this is where I can end my career as a coach. I can stay here for 20 years, hopefully, if they let me. 
So I want to bring, before I move on to the next segment, I want to bring out one more name and see what you think, like what, what his window is and what, what do you, do you think he'll ever get like offered a power five? Mark Few, what, what do you think we'll see in the future with him while these coaches getting older, retiring? He, he retires did, did, at did, Gonzaga. You think he'll stay at Gonzaga? Yeah. Uh, do you think he'll get a title? Um, I'm not sure. He's been close twice. This team was much closer than than the last team that went. Um, yeah, was, yeah. This team was closer. I think he'll get. A, I think he'll get a few Final Fours, but he'll probably. Um, he might get one title. He might get lucky, depending on how the ball drops. Um, uh, for him, but he'll never leave Gonzaga. He's built Gonzaga into a powerhouse. He's been there I think forever. His, yeah, he's built Gonzaga to a powerhouse his own. There's no need, there's no reason to leave. I didn't realize he was he's been there since the nineties with until until this year, until the tournament. I didn't know yeah. he was there that long. I knew he was there for a very, very long time, but I didn't know that long. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's one of the longest tenured uh, mid-major coaches that stayed at one place. He's like the Belmont coach Rick Bird, who's been there for 30 years and helped them transition from division to the division one like i mean gonzaga was always a division one program because the west coast conference was the big east of the west uh, as far as catholic schools playing each other so mark few will never leave gonzaga he doesn't have to um like like he was i, I know he was in the option to go to um uh oregon or ucla when when those jobs were open he didn't leave um even rumors for Carolina, which I, I was never buying, but they even put him those in those numbers. those were just media rumors. Like yeah, every, I never anyone who it. knows Carol, anyone who knows Carolina basketball, it would have been either the family Hubert Davis, it would have been Hubert Davis or uh, the guy from UNC Greensboro. Yeah, Wes Miller or Wes Miller I, and I, I, King Rice, but I don't think I, I think King Rice likes where he's at Monmouth. Yeah, no, it, it I think it would have been only between Wes Miller and and Hubert Davis. Those are the only, those are the only reasonable candidates. And when Hubert Davis decides to leave for the NBA, if he does, um, then Wes Miller. But Wes Miller is going to change Cincinnati. I think Wes Miller is a good pick for Cincinnati. They need a, they need a, they need something different after that fiasco. But oh my, yeah, that's for another day for sure. Um, so moving on to this next segment, um, this new game I made. There, uh, I started the last week with Dom DeRosa called Yay or Nay. I wanted to make a DC edition since we both live in the DC metro area. So I'm going to tell you some stories that's going on, and you get to pick if you want to talk about it or not. Sure, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, so I first have the Washington Capitals teammates of Alex Ovechkin, who's a free agent say they expect to see him back next season. Yay or nay? Uh, nay, because anyone who knows Ovi, he, the only other decision he's going to do is retire. But I don't think he wants to do that just yet. But it's around the corner. Agreed. Or play in Russia. I, I heard yeah. that, though. Yeah. Yeah. The Washington Wizards and just the future Scott Brooks I've just been reading all these rumors. Uh, the, the way fans have been treating him, yay or nay? As far as him staying or? Yeah, just wanting to get rid of him, blaming this whole series on them. Yeah, let's talk about that because, yay. 
Um, I'll talk about that. And I don't think Scott Brooks should be fired. I don't think so. Not at all. No, no, not at all. And I think it's because the Wizards have not been healthy. And the fact that they made the playoffs with a 0.6% chance with a Hall of Fame point guard that's supposed to be considerably washed. Bradley Beal is extremely committed to the team still. Um, He's still, he's extremely committed to the team. Um, As long as they keep trying to like build around Bradley Beal and keep trying to do what they got to do, then heck, then heck yeah, I'm all for it. I think what, what needs to happen though is the Wizards need one more piece to become competitive where they're going back to the Eastern Conference semifinals, Eastern Conference finals, that type of competitive. They need another piece, not necessarily a superstar, but a good young mid-level piece that's been in like year five in the league. Like they need um they like they need a younger center. And Thomas Bryant is still hurt. So it's like he's all he's still where he's still there. You know, they don't know. They have Rui. Rui was one of the best draft picks they got since Kelly Oubre. Oh, no um, doubt. And then, um, you know, they need to um, work and make him grow to be who he is. He's not ready. He's, he's ready. He's, there. he's already halfway there. So get Rui right and get Bradley Beal right. Make sure Russ stays healthy. And you get a younger big and you get some bent, you get some decent, you get a better bench. Maybe you reconstruct your lip, make a couple of trades and you sign some mid-level guys or you sign a guy like Paul Pierce, a vet who can still play. That's what I would do. I would try to go after um, – like I would try to go I like some bold trades. Like I would go after Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose don't need to be there. I mean, or go after um, you know, like a Taj Gibson type of deal, like a vet that could still you know function that can still function. So, but that's just me. I I've been I I've been backing up Scott Brooks just this whole season. I mean, we were under Wizards were under five hundred at the All Star break. He turned his team around, got the eight seed. And they made the playoffs. I mean, uh, and and every year, year after year, they like you said, we've had two pieces. We've had the, I mean, the past John Wall, and we have Bradley Beal, we have Russ and Beal. We need a third option, and I think Rui Hachimura is a possibility, but he's only in his second year. He's to develop a little more, and I I I like him playing the four. I want to develop him at the four. And then I think for a young center, lock up Daniel Gafford. Um, Thomas Bryant gets hurt just a lot. I, I like the have, Daniel uh, Gafford. And, and you have Daniel uh, – what's his name? David Paternus? Yeah, da- yeah, Bertans. Yeah. Berton, yeah. You have Bertans. So, I mean, I don't – and he's one of the – he's a sharpshooter. All you just need is a center that can rebound and run and run the floor. You need, you need an athletic center. That's all they really need is an athletic young center. Thomas Bryant, hopefully, I want to give Thomas Bryant one more chance. Hopefully, like he gets healthy and hopefully he's the same guy. But if not, I feel like he needs to be considered in some trade pieces. And mm, maybe we should try to go after Mobamba. Maybe we should try to go after, you know, you know, try to get some other guys, you know, try to get some young bigs from some young from some other places. So, but that's just me. I mean, I mean, Mobamba's not a bad option, especially they they trade away uh uh, Nikola Vucevic, but they got Wendell Carter back, so I, I think he's going to be starting in Orlando. So, still less playing time for Mobamba, and I, I think he 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 has a lot uh, in him. I'm trying to think of other guys who big guys who will be like bench players. I, I like Gafford for sure. I, I think that was just mm-hmm. a great trade, just getting mm-hmm. rid of Troy Brown. And I I like I like Mo Wagner. I did not but... like the Troy Brown draft. 
I did not no, like Corey Brown. That was, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. I, I, I've never heard of him. We took him. I, that was a mistake. I heard of him. I just was not. I'm like, no, he just was not a fit. I wanted Mo Wagner funny thing. And then we got him. Um, yeah, we should have kept him. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, um, good. I, I, I think I think Scott Brooks gets uh, he deserves at least one more year, at least yes. one more year. Um, if the team is healthy and we get a third option, at least one more year. And you can't blame him for playing the eights. I mean, playing the number one seed in the playoffs. The Sixers aren't a bad team. I mean, they're 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 really good. I mean, Joel B may be out these last two games, but man, he's a stud out there, and he he doesn't miss. No, no, he does not. But yeah, so moving on, staying with the Wizards, I've been reading rumors, which I, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if they're true or not, but Demar Derozan said he'd be open about signing with the Wizards this off season. Yay. Or nay. Yeah, he could be that third piece. I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to pay him. Yeah, that, that's, that's the only thing. thing. How, that's how my thing, too. Him. Who's going to take a pay cut? Who's going to take a pay cut? Do you think Brad will be that committed and take a pay cut? Russ take a pay cut? Because no. Russ, Russ, Russ's contract is just as big as John Wall's. I, I, I read when we, when we did that trade. No. No, they're going to have to trade some bench pieces and hopefully sign some guys for cheaper contracts. Like, I think the Wizards need to look more in their, into their G League, looking more at their G League, look more into some G League connections. Cassius Winston. Yeah, keep Cassius Winston. Look at not even just in our, not even just for the Capital City Go Go, but I look at every other G League option, some European options, you know, just. I, 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 if I was the Wizards, yeah, sign DeMar DeRozan, but understand that you're going to have to go with a cheaper bench. I, I liked um, Admiral, Admiral Schofield when we had him. Mm-hmm. I'd say try I like to get him, him back. Try to get him back. Yeah, I would too. But uh, someone might have picked him up too. He's a, he's a healthy, he's a good, he's a good player. I think, I think it's Brooklyn he's playing on right now for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I'm for it. Yay. Yeah, I'm for it, but I'm just like, all right, who's going to take a pay cut or who they're going to have to get rid of off the bench? Yeah, because we, we paid Bertans this offseason too. Yep, and we needed money. to. Yep. Exactly. Needed to. There, there was no way he, he was going to stay for less. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So who's going who's gonna, that, to that's – the, that's the big thing. So, I mean, they, they have the pieces. They have Rui. They have Bertans. They have Bradley Beal. They just need an athletic center, and maybe you add DeMar DeRozan and make Bradley Beal come off the bench. But my thing is, DeMar DeRozan – I mean, my thing is they need a shooter. Russ can't shoot – Russ has got to improve his jump shot now since he's getting older, and that's it. Like, Russ got to improve his jump shot. They need a younger center, and DeMar maybe can shoot, but DeMar can't shoot that well either. So, it, it, that's a very uh, interesting – It's. Very interesting. I mean, I'm for it, but we'll see what happens. For sure. So next one, uh, staying in D.C. with basketball. Let's talk about the Washington Mystics. And they're, they're starting this season. Been a little shaky. You know, Elena Deladon, Emma Mieseman hasn't played yet. But Tina Charles has been doing really well. Do you, do you think the Mystics are going to get better as the season progresses? Yay or nay? Yay, because uh, they just need their whole roster healthy, and we'll see what happens. 
but um, the WNBA title, WNBA title hopes, I'm not too sure. Uh, the Aces are coming with a vengeance, and so are the Storm. Um, they are, yeah. I, the Aces have Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, um, Angel McCartry, Elizabeth Cambridge, and the list goes on and on. And half of that team is top draft picks. And, and the best coach picks. in the WNBA, too. Yeah, Bill Lambeer. Bill so, Lambeer. like, I'm, I'm expecting the Aces to not, you know, just run into – uh, a, a hot, like a hot hand, um, Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm anticipating. The Aces, the Aces can run away with it. That's just my opinion. I, I don't, I don't know what team that has all those types of lottery picks that did not win the title unless they're playing a team with a Hall of Fame against a team with a Hall of Famer. Lambeer too. I just, I remember, I, I've, I've seen him in person, Coach. Man, he, he gets them going. Like yeah. he, 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 he's just full of steam. Um, yeah, exactly. We, like you said, we, we need we need Deladon back. Like we're not we're not, and there's no title chance or like even playoff chance if if, the, if we need Deladon. But what I read is, um, Coach Tebow is not rushing her back. She had the uh, a couple back surgeries, and she hasn't fully recovered yet. Which I mean, I, I don't I wouldn't want to rush that either. But that's not good. To, not good to see. I'm with him. Don't rush. Don't rush her. Yeah. Because when you got you, all you have to do is just hopefully get the roster strong enough to get into the playoffs, and then if she's healthy for the playoffs, she can take over. She's one of the best players in the WNBA. Oh yeah. Um. I love I, we. My family we usually go to at least one game. Minus last year, a year. Um. Watch them play. I actually got to since she went to Delaware. There was a Delaware night one year, and I had a, she had an autograph session. I got her autograph. Uh, a hat. She wasn't doing pictures, but um, very nice, very nice person. Yeah, no, she she wanted to come to DC, and uh, DC has not had a superstar in a long time for the Mist in 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 the exception of the twenty five years since the Mystics have been founded as team, they have not had a superstar in a little while. Um, and she's the first Hall of Famer caliber superstar for the Mystics, and um, she she wanted to come to DC. She wanted to get out of Chicago. She wanted to be close to her home, and this is the closest team to her home. Uh, Del- Wilmington, Delaware is only 90 minutes from the city. So an hour and a half, well, a little over an hour and a half. So maybe like two hours, maybe pushing, pushing if there's no traffic, but yeah, no. So I know she's still lit. She still has a home in Delaware. She's still close to her family in Delaware. Um, and she has a little home in DC. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm Elaine Deladon will get her number retired. Oh, no, this is not sign there. No shocker here. Um, I, I got to meet Natasha Cloud twice, one for on um, this Povich camp uh, for the sports media camp interview that we did. And then my sister and I were actually randomly selected as uh, the co-captains of the night. And we were given the mystic side and uh, Natasha Cloud was captain. So, uh, yeah, she's really cool, too. Not surprising, obviously. You've seen everything she's done the past year for the social justice yep. movement. Um, yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. So, but yeah, no, yay on that. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wish they put more of their games on TV. They were supposed to be on last week on NBC Sports Washington, but I think the game got blacked out. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, unfortunately, that's just how the market is. And that's, uh, and that's unfortunately how the market is. And 
Uh, I wish the game wasn't blacked out, but I, f- I feel like, you know, the WNBA is working on that, you know, to give more access to these games. They know the revenue that's com- it's coming. So, like, I tell people, like, people, people, some people laugh. Like, I tell them, they're like, you really watch the WNBA? I'm like, yeah, it's fun to watch. I watch over baseball at nights. I mean, they, it's more entertaining than NBA at times. At times, yeah. If you're a true basketball enthusiast, yeah, you'd watch the WNBA. I, I watch it. Uh, if a game, if a good game is good, I cheer. Yeah, no, I've watched the NBA. I mean, I, I told him I got to see some greats in person. I saw Tarasi play the uh, Mystics. I mean, what a game! Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I completely agree. So, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. The WNBA, the market will be there. They just got to figure out that TV deal. They haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, my my last one is. Uh, moving on to baseball, Steven Strasburg got hurt again last night on the mound. Yay or nay? Nay, because they have a good bullpen. The bullpen's okay. Mark, Max Scherzer's not hurt. He's coming. He's he's came back a little slow. Uh, the Nationals this year, I'm not expecting them to compete for a World Series. So I I let Steven. And if you know Steven Strasburg, uh, he gets hurt. He's getting up. He's getting up there in age. <laughs> Unfortunately, true. He gets hurt every yeah. year. I yeah. really, I, I never thought he was going to leave after the World Series, and I really wanted to go after Rendon because I thought Straw. Straw said he was looking places. I thought he. Was, I, I always thought he was going to stay. I really wanted to give Rendon that deal because it's so hard to just. You look at Rendon for his that rookie year compared to the World Series year. Yeah, but, yeah. I was hoping they keep Rendon too, but I mean. I keep Steven Strasburg. He's number one pick. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna get his number. He's gonna get his number retired in Nats Park. He's gonna be like Ryan Zimmerman and uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Max Scherzer. Um, How about Zimmerman? There. And Bryce Harper will event. I I I know I'm gonna be sounding crazy. This Bryce Harper will eventually get his number retired for the Nats whenever he does um, make it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Now were you upset? Were you upset when Harper left? Because I, I yes. wasn't really I wasn't really upset like when he left. I was more I was upset, upset about Rendon. I was upset he left to the Phillies. Well, yeah, yeah. The Phillies. Oh, I, I hate it. Well, yeah, I will say that. I, I I wasn't. If he was gonna leave, I wanted Phillies. if he was gonna leave, I wanted him to go back out west because he's a West Coast guy. I wanted him in LA or somewhere. Like, well, imagine the, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I was just mad he stayed in the, in the division. I'm just like, if you're gonna leave, don't stay in the division. The funniest That's... part about his, uh, I don't know if you saw his departing press conference here. He talked about the food places he was gonna miss, and he said mm-hmm. the Silver Diner. And this the Silver Diner went on Twitter and said, "Hey, at Bryce Harper, we got us, we got a location in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, right outside of Philly." No right. clue. No clue. They had a location up there. So yeah, uh, I, I thought I, I I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I I think that's too wild. Wow. Bryce Harper's a weird one. He's a weird one, but he's a he's definitely he definitely he's one of the few people I feel like if if the career and the stats match up to what what he's supposed to do and what he's supposed to come to do in the, in overall and for the timing that he stayed because he stayed almost ten years in D.C. Right. Um, almost 10 years. Yeah. He'll get his number retired when he goes in the hall of fame, they'll do him the service, but it depends how where management is and how petty they are. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the learners, I mean, I know Riz is a very classy guy, but the learners, I don't know. I don't know the learners. 
Yeah, exactly. No one knows what their mindset is. I mean, me personally, I think he's the number one pick. He played 10 years there. He brought some success there um, statistically, and he's one of the best hitters in baseball. And he will go down to that when he retires as a number one pick. So I'm just like, why not? I haven't seen people wear his number yet either since he left. So exactly. So, yeah. Isaac, thank you again for coming on. Uh, It was fun. No, I appreciate appreciate you having me on. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on, Justin. (laughs) Of course. And that wraps up another episode of Just In Sports. I've been your host, Justin Reedman.